Welcome to Pepe Sanchez. I'm Seth Allen. This is my secret basketball pod. And, the, you know, one of the big things about being a secret basketball pod, the, the responsibility uh, is that, you know, you're also the most independent basketball pod. You can speak truth uh, that the that the lamestream media, that the, the ringers and the athletics and the woges are too afraid to touch in the in the ESPNs, you know, I, I have no I have no corporate overlords. I'm just asking questions. We're we're free thinking pod over here. What we can't ask questions. And here's a little something I've noticed that I have to get out there. And you know, I'm doing this. I turn the lights out. I put tin foil up over the windows. Uh, make sure. Uh, that, uh, you know, if anything happens to me, just know, uh, Adam Silver did it. Adam Silver definitely had me killed. I am in perfect health, and somehow someone got a hold of what I'm about to say, and they had to take me out, all right? Adam Silver hired one of his, one of his, uh, shady gunmen, you know, that he employs, you know, from all corners of the earth. Or maybe they poisoned me. Maybe Adam Silver strikes me as a poison guy. Yeah, he'd be more like a... Like a... Like he coming out of the Kremlin. Like I just... They just trace back some weird radioactive activity back to a sushi spot I was at or something. And I just dropped dead two days later. Or maybe I just accidentally fall out of a window. You know? Maybe he handles it like that. But, you know, just so you know, it was not an accident. And it was everything to do with what I'm about to say, which is, there's too many twins. Too many basketball twins. Um, you know, you see a couple, you think maybe that's that's a fun little uh, unlikely thing. But really, when you do the research, when you start asking questions, when you start to connect threads and see who really benefits it's clear that this thing goes all the way to the top. Let me run by the numbers really, really quick for you. These are, these are the history of twins who played in the NBA. All right. The first ones, of course, Dick and Tom Van Arsdale. Came in the lead in 1966. Got some defensive player of the years. Got some all-star games between them. All right. Dick and Tom. 1966. The NBA did not then see another pair of twins... It's uh, Horace and Harvey Grant, 1989, okay? Fair. And, you know, think back to your own childhood if you're over a certain age. How many twins did you know, really? Everyone that I've talked to had had one, one pair of twins in their childhood tops, all right? We can't forget that these things are uh, freaky, freaks of nature, and, uh, you know, not happening that often right which would be reflected in the fact that they went from 1966 to 1989 without a, a single pair of twins running around in the nba all right then after horace and harvey 1989 you know some more twins don't enter the league until jason and jaron collins in 2002 all right 2002 all right so in the whole first, uh, the whole initial chapter of the league, if you go from the inception to the year 2002, there was a grand total of three sets of NBA twins spaced fairly far apart. 
But after 2002, something changes. All right. Uh, Brooke and Robin come into the league 2009, still playing. Marcus and Markeith Morris come into the league a few years later, 2012. Oh, that's wacky, just three years after the other twins. So now we have two pairs of twins playing in the NBA at the same time. That's interesting. Then things go off the rails, all right, to the point where this season we are going to have, it's very possible, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pairs of twins in the NBA at one time. When before 2002, there were only three ever. Suddenly, 2023, just 20, 21 years later, seven pairs of twins. Do you want me to list them? Julian and Justin Champagny. Still getting that name down. Julian and Justin Champagny. I believe is how they say it. I would say it Champagne. But I am a loser who did nothing but watch SNL in high school. That is a uh, Christopher Walken, the Continental reference. So we've got Julian and Justin Champagne. we got Caleb and Cody Martin. we got Marcus and Markeith Morris. We got Chris and Keegan Murray now. We got Amen and Asur Thompson now, both drafted high up, right? Combined with the Lopez twins, that's seven twins. That's too many twins, all right? And when it really snapped in for me was when I was watching recent highlights of, uh, of course, um, future white American hope. Cooper Flag balling at Peach Jam. And you know, the mainstream's catching on to Cooper right now in a way that, as we know, makes me a little nervous. <laughs> but Cooper, underreported uh, by the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Windy Pot is talking about Cooper now, but they're not, they're just learning about Cooper. And they don't know yet that Cooper has a twin brother on his team, Ace, who's also good, you know? Cooper and Ace Flag. And so in the very top high school basketball tournament in the country of America, these United States, we have twins. We have white twins, Cooper and Ace Flag, on one corner. In the other corner, we have black twins, Cameron and Caden Boozer, sons of Carlos Boozer, and so both of these teams, both Maine White and Knight Riders Black, both twins on both teams, we have a high school, really effectively, the, the crown of elite high school basketball. And it's two twins playing two twins. And we have seven twins in the NBA. I mean, depending on how long, if Brooke and, if if Robin, <laughs> Brooke can probably hang on. If Robin can hang on another few years, uh, there's going to be nine pairs of twins in the NBA. You know, <laughs> we're we're like one more Robin Lopez contract away in from 2025, and it's possible if Ace continues his his uh, maturity 
that he he may, he could also be there. All right, his development. It's just it's it's possible. And even if it's not, it's still wild that it was close to possible. We could have nine, you know. So I mentioned there's we have white twins, we have black twins, but what we they all excel at basketball, but what what else do you notice as an interesting trend with these twins? Now this is where you start to zoom out, you know, and connect two different things to start to get the big picture of what's really going on. Because these twins are American. These twins are all American. Let me double check because the Murrays seem like they might be Canadian. <laughs> Cedar Rapids, Iowa. American. So they're all American. Isn't that interesting? That in an increasingly international league, we would suddenly have an unprecedented number of not only twins, but American twins. But it didn't start until, you know, after 2002, right? That's when we could say this trend went through the roof. And yes, I did do some, some research, not just on Google, on YouTube, on the darkest corners of the, the internet. You know, I went everywhere, man. And there was actually, they did actually find that twins are happening more than ever now because of a combination of um, fertility treatments, which causes an increase in twin, per, twin uh, probability, and women being a little older when they have kids, which also increases twin probability. So those are two societal factors. However, isn't it convenient that we in the NBA really see this rise after 2002? Let me take you back to 2002. David Stern is in his, his full control. He's in his prime. Dirk Nowitzki... That weirdo nobody knew about when he was drafted and then they called him too soft to ever play in the NBA. What are you doing? You're too tall to shoot a jump shot. We're Americans. We know how basketball is. And you are garbage, sir. Well, guess what? 2002 is the year that Dirk Nowitzki made his first all-star team. Bursting onto the scene of elite NBA basketball. What else happened in 2002? So we got a German all-star. Oh, Pau Gasol wins rookie of the year in 2002. So we have a we have a a young all-star and then we have a young rookie of the year. The very next year 2003, 
the San Antonio Spurs win an NBA championship with a dynasty core of players, all of whom were born outside of the United States. We got Tim Duncan, Virgin Islands. We got Tony Parker, France. We got Manu Ginobili, Argentina. I think in the early 2000s, the writing was on the wall and it wasn't written in America. Now, stay with me. This was not an accident, mind you. David Stern did a lot of key strategic moves to globalize the NBA. Um, he, uh, a lot of programs such as uh, he, you know, found talent in other countries and had them actually come work for the NBA. Um, and then, you know, to go back to their country to bring the best from their country to the NBA to start building up those cultural exchanges, you know, more exhibitions and the Olympics and literally giving people, you know, a savvy basketball Lithuanian mind, a job at the NBA headquarters. And these, these seeds were blooming, right? A lot of these places were already playing basketball at a high level. They got, they got that heroin, just that, that Balkan heroin, just straight into the NBA veins that they were craving, right? So I think David Stern realized at this point that he, that the toothpaste that he had been squeezing for so many years was out of the tube and it couldn't go back in. He created a monster. And then he, saw, and then he thought, I got to try to stop this thing if it's the last thing I do. He saw the end. He saw all the way to our future now. All right. He was a visionary. He, he saw six internationals, all NBA. He saw Jokic being the best player. He, he didn't know Jokic yet, but he knew it was going to be some guy from the Caucasus Mountains, all right, who didn't really care about much but horses. He saw that. He had crazy foresight. And so he saw tall people all over the globe were starting to play basketball, starting to have systems to bring to to identify and develop that talent. But David Stern was never one to rest on his laurels. He he wanted to enact a counter strategy to try to save some American jobs in the NBA. So he did two things. The first thing he did was of course um make sure that all NBA player dads had children that they would force to play basketball. That's part and parcel. That's number one. What does part and parcel mean? Part and parcel. Part and parcel. Does that just mean everything? An essential or basic element. Part and parcel. So we're seeing that, you know, we're seeing the rise of the, 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 the Nepo baby NBA player. All right. But I think he also did something dirtier. All right. That nobody wants to see the light of day. That Adam Silver continues to this day. Which is he did some weird genetic shit. He, I think he teamed up. 
uh, with the CIA. All right. You know the CIA's uh, NBA connections are deep from Popovich to Steve Kerr. All right. And they said we've we've gone global, but maybe we've gone maybe we've done too far. Maybe maybe we we didn't know what we were unleashing into our game. All right. We just wanted to sell some more fucking Nikes in Lithuania. Now look what's now look what we're dealing with. So that's when the that's when the genetic uh, the genetic science uh, uh, twin operation started. Uh, operation Van Arsdale. All right, and the idea was we will. You know, it's it's hard to just be a person who genetically can play in the NBA. Is there's just the the pool for that is small, right? To have the the height, the the body ability, the the crazy competitiveness. It's just you got to have a lot of uh, a lot of things come in you to make you even have a shot, right? Come together. So I think they looked at it and said, well, what if we were able to double that chance? All right, within America. All right, what if we set forward Operation Van Arsdale to try to protect the NBA and guarantee that American players have a spot in the future of the NBA? Think about it. The toothpaste is out of the tube. The CIA connections are there. The desire is there. The means. Just follow the money. All right? These things were not accidents. Too many twins. And nobody's talking about it. Well, that's it. Hey, Seth, on all platforms. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Watch out for twins. <laughs>